Welcome to another legislative report with State Representative Kathy Rapp of the 65th Legislative District in Warren, Crawford, and Forest Counties. Representative Rapp, welcome to another report to your constituents. A lot has happened in the last couple of months. We've been uh, apart, and you've been uh, in in your neck of the woods, and we've all been in our own necks of the woods. Uh, But we're getting back to some serious business here in the House the last couple of weeks have seen some uh, dramatic changes in how we do business and the business and the operations of how we move forward with things like the budget. And let's begin with that. The budget that we have moved recently is some were calling it a temporary budget, a stopgap, a five-month. But some things in there were very well paid for education. So tell me a little bit about what happened here. How did this temporary thing come about and uh, what needs to be tackled yet? Thank you, Chuck. First of all, I'd like to thank all of my constituents for your support. As you know, with the uh, delay of the elections, that always moves us into a blackout for any media through the campaign months. But I want to thank all of you for your support in the primary. The budget was passed here back a month ago. And because of the COVID-19, we looked at the lack of revenues because of businesses being closed. And we also looked at revenues. Obviously, our job is to estimate those future revenues. So trying to be responsible as a legislator in the budget process, looking at those budget gaps made us look at how should we do this year's budget. So the General Assembly came up with a a five-month budget. We were able to put funding in there for our school districts for an entire year, but the other line items are only funded for five months. We are still extremely concerned about the budget revenues. We have close to two million people right now on unemployment. My phone since the shutdown in my district offices have just been constantly ringing, trying to get people through the hoops and the red tape to gain unemployment. But what we're also finding that because of that, a lot of people, because of their fear of the virus, are hesitant to go back to work. So we're still looking at the budget. We will be revisiting the budget in the fall to do the budget uh, next year up to June 30th. Hopefully the revenues will be better. Most of the state, except for one county, is now in the green phase. So a lot of our businesses, maybe they're not up to full capacity, especially our small businesses, our restaurants, our hair salons. A lot of our manufacturing, though, never shut down. Some of it, especially the government contractors, our construction workers are back to work. So hopefully those revenues will, will pick up, but we've definitely also are suffering a severe loss of projected revenue because of the shutdown. Another thing we'd like to talk about, Representative, is we've had a shakeup in the leadership of our caucus and the leadership of the House. Uh, the Speaker retired and uh, took a job in the private sector. That caused a little bit of a shift in, in the power structure here. What happened there? What are the results? And what does that mean for the Republican caucus moving forward? Well, Speaker Terzai's last day was last week, and so th- uh, that last left us with having to elect new leadership, a new speaker. 
which our speaker was the leader. So that kind of created a domino effect of having to elect basically a whole new leadership team, not the whole leadership team. We elected Brian Cutler as our speaker, who I believe will be a very good speaker. He is definitely a a man of integrity and good character. And I think Brian as speaker is definitely a big plus for the Pennsylvania House. This is on the Republican side, the Republican leadership. Carrie Benninghoff from Center County is now our leader. Stan Saylor uh, remains as appropriations chair. Donna Oberlander from out west is now the whip. And Representative Marty Causer from McKean County, good friend, uh, has chaired agriculture for several years, Ag Committee, is now the policy chair. And then uh, Mike Reese is, uh, remains the secretary. But I'm thrilled to see that my legislative neighbor, Representative Marty Causer, is now in a leadership position as policy chair. That's, that's a big uh, boost for the Northwest, and I want to congratulate Marty. He's done a good job here. And that's really a position where he can help direct what the caucus looks at and, and moving forward. That's a, it's a, a great boost. The, the final thing we'd like to talk about is the thing that you just can't avoid these days, and that's, of course, the, the latest on the COVID update. As you said, most of the state now is riding in the green. We're trying to get things reopened. We've got to get our economy bouncing back, as you said, for our budget. Uh, what's the latest here? The latest is every county in the state now is green, except for one county, which is Representatives uh, Russ Diamond and Representative Frank Ryan's uh, county, the county that they represent. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, some people see it as political. Russ Diamond is the representative who introduced House Resolution 836 to stop the emergency. Uh, I can't read the governor's heart, but uh, with the rest of the state going green, and with more cases in other counties, especially Philadelphia. It's hard to believe that a rural county would be the one spot. But we've been fortunate up in the Northwest, uh, other than Erie, Erie County being the exception. We've had very few cases. In Warren County, we've had five. Some of the, a couple of those are questionable, but Warren County has been green for several weeks. And a lot of people now going out to restaurants, going to their hair salon, other small businesses being able to open our stores, our clothing stores, mom and pop stores. So that's great news. We definitely see more people on the highway with my four hour drive back and forth to Harrisburg. I certainly see a lot more traffic on 80 and 322 and even on the rural roads. The biggest crisis of this virus was what happened to our loved ones being placed in the nursing homes across the state. The tragedy is, is that many of our loved ones died in those nursing homes without any family members being present. They died alone. So as health committee chair, I'm hoping that all of us working together have learned from this that we can put steps in place that this won't happen again. We certainly have seen more of the personal protection for everyone in the state, from the mask to the gloves to sanitizer or whatever. 
Our hospitals really never got overloaded with more patients than they could handle, but we're still suffering financially, and we still have businesses that would like to fully open. Now we're looking at summer camps, amusement parks like Hershey, Waldemere, up in Erie. Those are big uh, vacation spots, tourist attractions, bring in a lot of revenue to the state. So it still has a, a big impact, but the biggest impact was definitely our loved ones in the nursing homes. We need to examine closely what happened and how we can prevent, if we have another virus like this again, another pandemic, we cannot let this tragedy repeat itself. Representative Rapp, thank you for this informative report to your constituents and tune in for another legislative report with State Representative Kathy Rapp.